What's up, kids? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And Merry Christmas! It is the week before Christmas. I actually might record one more podcast before the holiday because I think that next week it might be difficult for me on Tuesday. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I typically do client check-in days on Sundays and Mondays, and that just happens to be Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So likely that's going to get pushed off to Tuesday, which means I might not have time to podcast next Tuesday. So I'm going to miss you guys. But to do the, to provide that podcast episode, I'm probably going to do another one this week because I have another topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, and I'm going to kind of keep things separate. I want to keep both of them going. So maybe it's just because I don't, I don't like skipping things. I just have a really hard time just being like, hey, why not just not do the podcast next Tuesday? That's just me. So, hey, Miss Holly. Um, so today's topic is is going to be important for a lot of you guys out there that struggle with the scale. Okay, so um, I really I feel like in the last I don't know week and a half, I've had a lot of people, either my clients, non clients, whatever, just struggling with the scale, especially because it's a time of year where <clears throat> Even if you are on track with things, there might be some differences in the types of foods that you're eating and the scale might be jumping up a little bit. Maybe you're not getting as much sleep and it's really, or maybe you are just trying to enjoy your holiday season and people just tend to get really stressed out about the scale. So today I wanted to really talk about the scale and does it really matter how to actually really define your success outside of seeing a number? <clears throat> And, and some other important things. I just, I, I want to talk all things related to this piece of metal that we all stand on that gives us a measure of how much we weigh. That's all it is. Okay. <clears throat> so as I say that, and you recognize that you might be somebody that steps on that scale and suddenly feels a certain way about yourself or that scale then dictates your actions, recognize that you are giving this little, or even if you avoid the scale, you are giving this piece of metal so much power over your life. And today I want to empower you guys. I want you guys to understand why it's relevant and why it matters, but why it shouldn't really be what you focus on. Okay. So First and foremost, let's talk about the problem I see with the scale from a couple of different aspects. I think some people avoid the scale altogether. It's like out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to see it. Okay. Now, there's nothing really wrong with that if you are in a healthy place with pretty consistent nutrition, healthy relationship with food, you don't have any specific goals. Uh, because for the most part, you can go by how you look and feel and probably be fine. <clears throat> but I will say this, anybody that has struggled, and there's a statistic, anybody that has struggled with their weight and successfully lost weight, one of the habits that they do have is that they do keep tabs of their weight. <clears throat> so one of the problems I see is that people just tend to either avoid it altogether and they don't step on it. And then what happens is they're scale weight starts to creep up because they're not in that place of having solid nutrition habits or 
a foundation and they're not really sure of how much they should be eating um, or they're stepping on it and their expectations of what they're going to see are not in line with reality. <laughs> and this is a big one. Okay. Expectations versus reality. Expectations are, I started tracking my food and I'm being consistent with my nutrition. That scale should be moving down every single day, every single week. Okay. Reality is life doesn't happen that way. Okay. Fat loss doesn't happen that way. It takes time. And a lot of times people that have lost weight in the past are used to seeing a fast drop in the scale at first. And that's usually what they're looking for. They get a little dopamine hit when they see that. But that's typically just water, especially if you are really cleaning up your diet. Uh, you'll see a big change there. Um, so the main thing here is the biggest problem that I see is that people focus entirely too much on the scale or they avoid it altogether, which is still focusing on the scale. They don't want to see it. Now, the other problem I see with the scale is that people tend to act very impulsively on the number on the scale. So they get on the scale and the weight's up. Oh my gosh, I have to start a diet today. Like I've got to do something about this now. Or they step on the scale and they have been trying to your dial in their nutrition and they're like, this isn't working. I'm done. I just got to, I got to stop doing this. And then they abandon ship on whatever plan they were following to get them to obviously lose weight. And this is where you might actually be selling yourself short because you don't know what you're missing out on had you just stayed consistent with things. And then I think another problem really is, is that people just tend to let it ruin their day. They like, they get on the scale and if it's not going down, oh, suddenly like it's going to be a bad day, you know, or it's, it's going to be, you know, I, I don't, you just feel like crap about yourself. And it's like all of this stuff, like I said, once again, over this piece of metal. Now the scale is relevant, especially if you are trying to lose body fat. Okay. We do want to see changes. There, there are some people where the scale doesn't matter as much. And I'll, and I'll talk more about that in a few minutes, but it is relevant, but you have to understand how to read the scale. And that's the first thing that I want to go over today. Okay, what should we be looking for on the scale, all right? First and foremost, we're not getting obsessed over data points, okay? We're tracking data. That's all we're doing. And, and I'm going to start by saying, if you are somebody who is trying to lose body fat, trying to change how you look, or you have a lot of weight to lose, whatever it is, this is specifically for those of you guys out there that are really trying to see changes. Um, and you're using the scale as one of your metrics. Okay. So this is that, that's who this is for. So when you're interpreting the scale and, and I guess also a little bit in maintenance, but maintenance, it should just be that you're just not seeing much change. So here we go. All right. If you are looking to interpret the scale better for your results, there's a difference between fluctuations and also between trends. Okay. So what you want to do is when you're measuring your weight, is you actually want to have a weekly average. So the more data points, the better. So if you have a data point every single day, you know how you now have an, an accurate average seven day average, I'm sorry, accurate, accurate seven days of data. And then what you're going to do is you're going to average out those seven days. You don't have to weigh yourself every day. But what I find the problem being is if you are trying to lose weight, 
and your nutrition does have a couple of like those outlier days, uh, call it the quote, quote unquote case of the weekends, you might not be getting the full picture and the, the scale will help you dictate where you might need to be dialing things in a little bit more or giving you a better picture of things might actually be moving more than you think. So like if you, if, let's just say your weight's going down and you're not seeing it all week because you didn't weigh in, but then you weigh in on Sunday morning and you went out Saturday night and you had sushi. You wouldn't have seen the weight going down all week. You would have only seen that high day on Sunday. So that's where we have to kind of look at things a little bit bigger. So you want to be tracking your trends. Essentially, like I mentioned, you're getting that seven-day average. So if this week you averaged out at 175, okay, you got that number down. It's not how much the weight did I lose each day. It's what was my weight this week, okay? Now what is my weight next week? So we're looking at the weekly weight changes, not the daily weight changes. Okay, that's that's the number one mistake people do. They're looking at the daily weight changes, not the weekly weight changes. So that's really what matters first and foremost. Okay. What people are mostly getting hyper-focused on is the weight fluctuations. And this is important not even just on a daily basis, but also on a weekly basis, especially if you are a female. Ladies, we get like one good week out of the entire month. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's just the way it is, right? Because a lot of times when women are ovulating, they're going to see the weight jump up around their period. They're going to see the weight jump up. Water weight, hormonal stuff is going to is going to affect those things. And a lot of women will avoid the scale around those times, but it might be important for you to actually track it at those times so you can actually watch the consistency in your weight every single month. And now rationally, you know, this isn't the week that I gained weight. This is a week where I'm like holding on to water. It removes this feeling of like, I just got fat this week. Like that's really what people think. They think that when they see a weight fluctuation that they're gaining weight. Now, here's also what I want you guys to understand. Okay. When it comes to gaining or losing weight, it is very, it, it, it is a lot of work to gain and lose a pound. It is. So to gain a pound or to lose a pound of fat, you would have to eat or under eat by 3,500 calories more than what you actually need. So I want you guys to really be rational about this. Okay. Let's just say the average woman's maintenance calories are 2000. We're just going to call it an, e an even number 2000. That would mean that in order for you to gain a pound in a day, like today, you would need to actually eat 5,500 calories today, okay? I don't know how many women are actually eating 5,500 calories a day. So if you jump up on the scale and you see it go up two pounds in a day, rationally ask yourself, is it possible that I consumed that much food that day? Now, if you ate out for all three of your meals, you caught, you could have been closer to 4,000 or 4,500 calories. I'm going to be 100% honest, but for the most part, you're not going to see that. And the same thing with weight loss. Okay. Fat loss, you would have to create a 3,500 calorie deficit. So recognize that you really can't lose a pound of fat a day, right? Like, because if your maintenance calories are 2000, Think about how you, you would have to eat nothing all day and then burn another 1,500 calories. 
you would have to completely fast and then burn 1500 calories on top of that in order to get rid of a pound of fat. Okay. So calorie deficits, we have to create that over the course of a week. Again, we're looking at weekly data, not just daily data. Okay. So it's really important that you guys are understanding that that's the purpose of the scale. We're just It's just a measure of our weight. Now, the next thing is the things that are going to impact our weight. I already mentioned your hormones are going to play a factor. I, I touched on a little bit that like maybe if you went out to eat, you're going to have a little bit more sodium, a little bit more water retention from that. But stress and inflammation also play a factor. So if you're a CrossFitter or you're doing a lot of weight training, okay, and you have a really rough workout and you're really sore, you might see that weight go up. Or if you had a really rough workout and you didn't drink enough water, you might be a little bit dehydrated and you might see the scale go down. Like these are all things that are going to affect your weight that aren't really relevant to your overall goals. Okay. What is the overall goal? That's what we have to really talk about here because you guys getting all hyper-focused on the scale have to realize that the overall goal isn't to identify yourself by a fucking number. Okay. Nobody out there is trying to go and introduce themselves as their body weight. Hi, I'm 125 pound Cheryl. Nope. You don't do this for anybody else. You're not on this journey. I hope not. We'll talk. We, I should make an episode on that about anybody else, anybody else's validation. And the number on the scale isn't what you care about. What you care about is that you're not happy with how you look and how you feel. And you have feelings of judgment about how, how other people see you. That's really what it is. comes down to comes down to, I don't feel confident in how I look and how I feel. And I want to change that for myself, for the respect I have for myself, for other people, whatever, whatever you, whatever validation you do it for should come from internal places. Could be for health. Okay. It could be because you've got health problems and getting this weight off really matters. All right. So we, the scale isn't really as important as other details. It's important to track it, but it's not the only thing that matters. Okay. So let's talk about some other things that matter a little bit more than just the scale. Body fat percentage, right? You guys don't have to get in-body scans and DEXA scans and calipers. Photos are a great thing. Um, if you do those things, that's also a good place for you guys to measure progress. Just make sure that you're doing it in a consistent fashion. Okay. So if you're doing the in-body scans, and I'm going to explain what these, what these are going to tell you, is you want to make sure that you're standardizing and controlling all the variables from study to study, because you're essentially studying yourself. You're studying changes in yourself. So if you, I would say doing it the day after rest day, have a little bit of water, go in before eating anything, before exercise, knock it out, and then do the same thing every single month. This way you're getting a consistent measure of your changes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love that, Holly. Um, if you're getting calipers, you're using the same person, you're doing them yourself, whatever it is. 
uh, this way you're making sure that you're getting an accurate gauge. And what your body fat percentage is going to tell you is a measure of the amount of lean mass you have. So how much muscle tissue you have versus how much fat-free mass you have. So I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. How much fat-free mass you have versus how much fat mass you have. And in that fat-free mass, you've got muscle tissue, you've got bones, you've got organs, you've got skin, you've got skin, which is an organ technically. You've got whatever food you've eaten. And that's why um, you've got water. It's important to be as standardized as possible. So you've got fat-free mass and you've got fat mass. So you want to know how much body fat do you have? It's going to give you a percentage of that. So if you have a body, I'm just going to use 10% because it's easy. If you weighed 150 pounds and you were at 10% body fat, that's why I said I'm just going to keep it easy. Um, that would mean that you have 135 pounds of fat-free mass and 15 pounds of fat mass. If you were 20% body fat, okay, so 20% of 150 would be, you would have 120 pounds. I'm doing math in my, in my head, 120 pounds of fat-free mass and then 30 pounds of body fat. So you can see how that works, right? A little bit more of an important number for you guys to be looking at, okay? BMI, body mass index, is another measure that people will look at. And this number is relevant, much like your body fat, I'm sorry, like your weight, but it's not something that you guys want to focus on. You know, I think that the main thing is, is that you want to get yourself in that quote unquote healthy range. And if you're far out of that, then you should be pulling yourself back in. There are some rare occasions, people that have a significant amount of body, body, I'm sorry, lean muscle tissue on them might be on that like quote unquote, overweight side, because the BMI does not factor in your lean muscle mass. So it's not a great measure for a lot of people to use. But if you're somebody that is carrying around quite a bit of extra body weight, you can use that to kind of gauge what your focus should be. Should I be looking to lose weight? You know, whatever. So, and those are just some other things that you guys can look at in terms of metrics, metrical data that you guys can be looking at. Um, but let's talk about some other things that I want you guys to really think about now when we're talking about what the overall goal is. Because like I said, the overall goal is to look better and to feel better. And for a lot of you guys, you value things like getting stronger in the gym and learning new skills and getting fitter and those types of things. When you're training in that way, okay, you're building your body. So you're not always going to see that reflected on the scale because sometimes what you're not you're missing is that the inflammation from training, the muscle you're building from training is causing your weight to be a little bit higher and it's not it's it's literally masking the fact that you might have lost some body fat. So a great way to envision this is if you were to have a cup in front of you and the cup has pebbles in it and it has sand in it, and it has water in it. And let's just call the pebbles your organs, and the sand your muscle tissue, and the water your fat tissue. Let's just say that as you're removing water, and we're obviously making things less, things are getting denser, okay, it's getting, we're adding in sand, okay? The sand is going to take up less room in the cup, and it's going to weigh a little bit more. 
then so like so the same amount of sand is going to weigh more than the same amount of water if you get what i'm saying they weigh the same but in volume wise it would take more of the water to equal the sand you can do the same analogies like a, uh, you could have a, a suitcase i'm sorry a pillowcase full of feathers if i wanted to fill like a pillowcase up with a pound of feathers versus a pound of sand which one is going to look smaller okay the pound of sand is going to take up way less room in that pillowcase than a pound of feathers. I would need a lot more feathers to pack in. Okay, so this is where people are like, I want a body recomp. I want to build muscle and lose fat. That's essentially what's happening. Okay. Um, now let's talk about the other metrics that you guys really should be focusing on. Okay. This is the stuff that matters more. If you are only focusing on the scale, what often happens is that you don't stay consistent with your nutrition or you act impulsively with your nutrition based on the scale. Some women are very afraid of eating too much and they keep themselves living on poverty calories and macros because they're afraid of how it's going to affect the scale. Some women give up on themselves if the scale's not moving. Okay. So when it comes to the real problem I find with the scale is it's dictating people's actions entirely too much. It's, it's literally, you either give up on yourself and your goals if it's not moving fast enough, or you're like so afraid of seeing the number go up that you're not paying attention to how shitty you feel, how bad you feel. And you're not feeding your body enough. Like it's a problem on both ends of the, of the spectrum, whether you're trying to lose weight or you're just trying to maintain and be healthy. Okay. So some other things that I want you guys to be focusing on, okay, are from a results perspective, how your clothes are fitting and changes in your physical appearance. I hate taking progress photos. So do I. And I got to be honest with you. I just started taking my own progress photos. And my progress photos are going to be very different than most of yours. And guess what? That's something that I'm not really comfortable with, but I'm going to be sharing a lot about that. Okay. So, but you want to be taking a look at progress photos and changes in your physical appearance along with how your clothes fit. Other things that we need to be thinking about when it comes to what we should be tracking for progress and success. Okay. And I guess I should really have kind of started to shift into like, where is she going with this? I think that the main thing is people focus so much on success via the scale. And what I want you guys to see is the other benefits of nutrition and how that's likely going to get you the results you want much quicker if you stop focusing so much on the number. Okay. Again, the number is relevant, but it doesn't matter as much as the other stuff. So when it comes to the scale, and actions, we want to remove this thought that we have to change what we're doing because of that. Now, I get it. We have to make adjustments if things aren't going down. But the goal is adjusting the plan, not jumping ship on the plan. The goal is consistency and learning how to adjust things, right? So what we really should be focusing on is 
we have our nutrition plan, our nutrition strategy, and we're consistent with that. And this is where you guys should be putting your focus. How is your nutrition strategy making you feel? Are you feeling energized throughout your day? Are you feeling like you have enough food? Now, in a fat loss phase, you are going to be hungry between your meals. You are going to experience some cravings. You are going to feel like you want to eat a little bit more. Okay, it's it's part of being in a calorie deficit, but it should be manageable and you should know how to take breaks from that, which means also knowing how to eat at maintenance calories. All right, so how is your nutrition making you feel? How are the meals, you are you building meals that are actually enjoyable to you? Are you eating foods that are enjoyable to you? Are you making those foods taste good? Now, obviously, I'm not saying that like, well, if you really like want to eat macaroni and cheese every day for lunch, you should have macaroni and cheese every day for lunch. <laughs> but you should be building meals built around good food quality that you actually enjoy and look forward to, right? So, and if that means making your own healthier version of macro, macaroni and cheese to have every day, that's fine, you know, whatever. But how is your food making you feel? Um, are you enjoying your nutrition? How are your workouts feeling? Are you feeling like your workout performance is good? Or are you feeling flat? Okay. Energy levels throughout the day, not just in your workouts. Are you feeling like you're dragging ass all day? Or do you actually feel good? Um, and then the last one here is a big one. I think that a lot of people really, really, really struggle with this is appetite. How is your appetite? Like I said, you should be getting hungry in a fat loss phase. You should be getting slightly hungry between meals. Okay. But are you getting ravenous? Are you getting a lot of cravings? Is your nutrition or is your appetite inconsistent? Okay. These are the things that you guys should be focusing on more than the scale because if we're going to be making adjustments to your nutrition, it can't solely be based on the number on the scale. Because if it is, what do most people assume that they need to do? I should probably drop calories if things aren't moving. And that's not always the case. Sometimes the case is you actually need to be eating more calories. Because what likely might have happened is now you're in a state of burnout or metabolic compensation, in which case the best thing to do is to feed your body more and you likely start feeling better and you likely start burning more calories. So it's not always this less is more thing. So the scale can be a tricky thing because we need to be measuring it if, we're, if our goal is fat loss, but we have to stop letting it dictate our mood, our actions, and thinking that it is the only thing that matters for success. Okay. Nobody else sees the scale except for your doctor. <laughs> really, that's the only other place you get weighed, right? People don't, people don't know you by your weight. They don't, they don't care. They don't care how much you weigh. They care about how you make them feel and how you show up in their life. And you care about being someone that shows up confident. That's really the overall goal. Okay. So as much as the scale is relevant, it's not necessary for you guys to focus on it. You should be focusing on the other things. And when it comes to focusing on the other things, I spoke about results. I spoke about biofeedback. And now I'm going to speak about the most important thing. 
And this is where it comes down to you being honest with yourself and ensuring that you are doing the work. You've got to be consistent and focus on your actions. Your actions are the most important driver of your results. And your results can be tweaked based on your biofeedback. So your actions are really the main thing that you guys should be focusing on. Okay. Remove the thought about the results. It's like saying, I really want to have a million dollars in my bank account and sitting here and like thinking about that million dollars in the bank account that you want. But like, if you're not doing the things that you need to be doing to build whatever it is you got to build to get that money in your bank account, it ain't going to happen. So you need to be focusing on your action steps. What is your nutrition strategy? Do you have one? Nutrition strategy for fat loss should not be, I'm just going to cut out this food. I'm just going to eat clean. I'm just going to do X, Y, Z. Okay. You need to have a clear cut strategy of where you're going to, how you're going to achieve that with clear cut action steps that you need to take every single day and be consistent with those things. This way, if things aren't moving or progressing, maybe you aren't feeling that your clothes are fitting any different or your weight's not you know, moving and your physical appearance is changing. Now you can make adjustments to things. Okay. And this is where I think that keeping a food diary ensuring that you are consistent with your protein intake, being consistent with those things is the most important, or I'm sorry, is the easiest way to focus on something that you can adjust and control. Okay. So that's not the topic of today's episode. I've talked about that. I think in the last episode, today's episode is really, I just want you guys to feel less pressure about seeing that damn number change every day or being so freaking focused on it that it ruins your day. It's the holiday season and a lot of people are eating and drinking more than usual. Okay. So the scale is likely going to be up a few pounds. All right. It's, it's normal. As I already told you, it's not fat. Like you didn't gain a pound of fat. If you had a couple of drinks and a few appetizers last night. Okay. Your weight is up. It's fluctuating. It's going to come back down. If you continue to eat that way and drink that way every day, it will start to climb up as body fat because it happens over time. But you have to start looking at other metrics besides the scale as measures of your progress. Lift heavy, run faster, do all the other stuff that makes you feel good and focus on that. And also focus on the benefits of your nutrition from how you feel and how you show up in your day and how much you enjoy it more than how it affects the scale because that matters so much more. So that's my two cents, five cents, 10 cents today. Uh, Megan, I definitely, let me see. I definitely get on the scale consistently, but I like writing down other wins outside of that, like putting on my shoes without getting winded. This is a huge thing. I love this. You should all be finding more wins outside of the scale. The scale isn't really winning. It's the other things that really matter. Like I said, you put on a pair of pants and suddenly they're too big. You got to tighten your belt loop one more. Okay. All that stuff is, is better. I, I actually PR'd my mile run 
You know, I, I was able to do a, a full burpee, you know, like whatever it is, you got to look at other things. So, but that's all I got. I hope you guys are all having a great week before Christmas. I know it's kind of like the last week of, you know, getting all the hustle and bustle done. Um, but I'm excited for the new year. So, and I'm excited to start. Uh, there's going to be a second uh, YouTube slash podcast series going up on my Fit Body Secrets. Actually starting this week. So get stay tuned for that. I'm excited. Um, other than that, guys, I hope you guys are all having a great week and I will talk to you guys all on the next episode. As I said, I'm going to likely record another episode this week, uh, before Christmas. Cause I don't know that I'll get one in next Tuesday and I like staying consistent with things. So we'll see, see what I got time for. Um, uh, if not Merry Christmas, happy holidays. <laughs>